0: From the great beyond, we, we did it, yes. That
1: was a thing, okay. <laughs> oh
0: man. Hello! Jeffrey, Jeffrey McCobb, welcome to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us, uh, we're, we are pumped to have you. Again, this is Jeffrey McCobb from Shockfest Film Festival, director of Shockfest, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, the
1: title is Festival Director. Dire- I think director, Ooh. I think movie director. They're two totally different animals.
0: Ah, all right. So we're very interested to know about ShockFest. I mean, it's been running for 12 years, right? Yes, that's correct. Great, and, and I mean, give us a little bit of insight on ShockFest, um, this festival, and, and what you guys got coming up here uh, on the 11th in Hollywood. Sure.
1: Uh, Shockfest Film Festival has been running for about, as you mentioned, 12 years. Uh, we were based in Hollywood for a very, very long time. That uh, last year, we decided to branch out. So uh, we brought our show to Las Vegas, we uh, were able to partner with a hotel, and turned it into a series of escape rooms based off of the different films that were at Shockfest. We had a couple guest of honors. We had um, Eli Roth, James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Clive Barker was our guest of honor last year. Uh, this wow. year is going to be Rob Zombie. And we've been traveling the country this year. We, we always had a tour planned out ever since January to go to New York, Las Vegas, and Hollywood. And then we, a little thing called COVID started infecting the world, and <laughs> we decided we're going de- <laughs> to double down and go to five cities instead of three. So <laughs> we ended up doing we ended up doing that. We did a, a work, uh, we did an event in the middle of Times Square with Silvercast Media who runs the largest billboard in the country in the middle of Times Square and turned New York City Broadway into a film festival which I've never seen anybody done. Um,
0: wow.
1: Screen posters of our post competition up on that billboard on the Marriott Hotel which you can see footage of that up on our Facebook page. We went to Salem, Massachusetts and worked with uh, the local witch museums to do a historic tour in the middle of COVID and uh, did a, a, a pagan ritual at the very end uh, <laughs> to summon the spirits. Uh, finally, after that, we went to Las Vegas again. We did a, a magic show. We were the first and only live show in Las Vegas to take place since March. And since then, there has been absolutely no live shows. Uh, Or before then. So that was a really cool feat, even though it was very limited. We have to work with safety. Uh, But that's how we roll. And then after that, we went to Amarillo, Texas, and did the supernatural drive-in. With the only drive-in in in the area. And turned that into an alien encounter. Did a... screen a bunch of movies at the drive-in. Did a a social distance... Hollywood. And Hollywood is a dumpster fire. So everything's all shut down. And, you know, we're... Working with it as we do, we turn lemons into spook shows, and that's what we literally did. We now have the Shockfest spook show, which you can experience at your very own home, from Hollywood, inside your living room, online. So we decided to to be a little creative with that one, and um, we've seen what other festivals have done for online events, which, frankly, we don't like, because I don't want to go to YouTube and have somebody pick a playlist for me of things I've never seen before or don't care about. Yep. Oh. Um, <laughs> our platform is a little different. Say, here's the schedule. Now watch your movie. We, we do have a schedule of uh, Q&As and award ceremonies, interactive experiences. We're always in our interactivity. Uh, but we have the movies up for you to watch at your leisure as whenever you want for a certain amount of time. Kind of like Netflix as opposed to uh, <laughs> YouTube playlist. Yeah.
2: That's uh, awesome. So
1: that's what we're doing. And it'll be this Friday. It's coming up in about a day and some change.
0: Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you how COVID has has changed uh, this film festival in particular. You know, obviously you guys are trying to be way more interactive. You have your online piece, which you guys really doubled down. So so uh, have you been incorporating, especially with some of the, the live interactive uh, haunts that you guys have or attractions, have you incorporated COVID into those?
1: I would dare say COVID made us better. We... Uh... <laughs> We went, you know, we like challenge. We um, we're creatures. We're of the night. We're literal monsters. I don't know if you ever watched our live stream, but we we live in the darkness and we interview filmmakers and yada yada yada. But COVID was an opportunity to stand up in front of adversity and do something when everybody else is folding. As soon as we all heard about the news and everybody was shut down and staying inside and live events were canceling and uh, people were losing jobs and work and. You know, yeah. had no income. We decided that now, more than ever, people need entertainment. So we multiplied our shows, found very creative ways, like what I said about Times Square earlier and, you know, yep. the, his, uh, found creative ways to still showcase filmmakers in a way that they value. Who the hell doesn't want to have their movie poster up in the middle of Times Square? And I don't know a single film festival that's ever done anything like that. In fact, I can go off about how I, feel. I find uh, film festivals in general to be a crock uh, because they collect films, uh, maybe put on a screening and give away some trophies and that's about it. Filmmakers are uh, a hungry lot. They, they work for nothing, uh, they work constantly and they're just looking at that big break and everybody's helped to screw them. So we work very hard to make sure we're giving them something of value, something fun and we've found that it's boosted our community. Uh, we've gotten thousands of submissions this year, which is more oh, than we've yeah. ever had.
0: Yeah, I was going to say to you. Uh, I was wondering how COVID's affected um, filmmakers in general being able to get out there and put together e- even a short film and, and and submit that. So that's great to hear that that there's been a lot of submissions more than ever uh, because there's just a lot of great horror out there. I, I know I know for me, for example, I mean we didn't we didn't know about ShockFest and and all of the films that that you guys are um, showcasing. And I mean, Satanic Panic, for example, I think was from uh, one of one of the winners from last year, and that's like I love that movie. Yes, so, uh, we were and Chelsea about Stardust that, right? is
1: uh, one of our Chelsea Stardust is one of our Sick and Twisted Six. It's a, it's a club we introduce six new filmmakers or creators every year um, who are innovative, and Chelsea is uh, a member of that club for this year. So we we like honoring her work. it's oh, that's very good. awesome! It's a good movie.
0: Now, did you, uh, when Rob Zombie first started in, you know, getting into film, is, was that, did he submit to you guys? Did he reach out no. to you directly to submit a film?
1: No. Uh, Rob, we actually reached out to him because we're fans, and we just yeah. wanted to honor his work, and he was very friendly and receptive and said, yes, let's do something positive. So that, that was our communication with Rob. No, he did not submit a film to Shockfest.
0: Okay. And, and with all of the, I mean, obviously all of the festivals that, that were out there uh, pre-pandemic, we'll say, what really sets the horror movies that you guys pick apart from from other uh, film festivals?
1: Interesting question. Um, it also implies that the movies are the only thing that make the festival, uh, <laughs> which on a, in a way, a lot of times is true. A lot of festivals don't really bring a lot to the table except the movies that they select. Um <clears throat> I'll say this. Last year, every film except for one got a distribution deal after leaving Shockfest. Wow. Uh, This year, we have a a partner from a company called Acord International. They also run Brain Damage Film, Midnight Releasing, a bunch of other production companies and distribution companies, and they're offering distribution deals to our filmmakers. Uh, When it comes to the films that do come through, I I gotta say, we get a wide range from people who are just starting out and have never even touched a camera, let alone a camera phone, to people who have been in the industry for years. And Satanic Paddock's an example. Uh, Rabid uh, from the Soska sisters was a film we screened last year. This year we're screening a film from the Hall Brothers and Brandon Slagle uh, who uh, directed a film called The Dawn last year that actually just hit the top ten in Russia. Uh, But their film now this year is Attack of the Unknown. Uh, that movie is amazing, and it's looking really, really good. We're also screening a film called A Hundred Acres of Hell, produced by uh, Ernie O'Donnell from Clerks and Gene Snitsky from WWE Wrestling. If you remember uh, Snitsky? I,
2: I remember him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. Was,
1: the, the foot fetish guy. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a big, <laughs> big dude, yeah. <laughs> big dude with a big goatee. Um, mm-hmm. We have a film called A Way to Dawn, starring Dee Wallace from E.T. and The Housing and She's actually our, uh, one of our nominees for Best Actress. We uh, also have Killer Therapy and uh, Broil starring Jonathan Lipnicki. If you remember Stuart Little, love that guy. Uh, we screened that film. And, you know, we, we, we range. There's a big, big range. Um, what separates our films from other festivals? It's a weird question. The, the short answer is really nothing. Because movie filmmakers are trying to get their work out there, they submit to everything. I'd say what's, what sticks out with us is the people who stick around and the filmmakers that end up really making it at Shockfest are filmmakers that really have a lot of passion and are very interactive and like having fun and doing something innovative that's never been done before. You know, We don't just screen movies. Shockfest takes place 24-7 all year round We because we have a live show we do every week. You can push in and be part of a Shockfest show with our characters. I'm Jeffrey Macab. I'm a creature from the other side, and I'm the festival director. We also have our judges, the Oracle of Film Festivals. He's an apparition. We have uh, uh, Marcuccio the Beast. These are actual creatures that you can see on camera and interact with. Watch your movies and judge them. Uh, I don't know any festival that does anything like that.
2: So I usually run now, by people, you know, regular people. Now, where can you watch those uh, those shows?
1: Right now, they're streaming on our Facebook page. You can go to the Shock Film Festival. And- 2020, check that out. We're also streaming on Hellfire Radio on Facebook, and uh pod, it turns into an audio podcast on Hellfire Radio. Um, those are the ways you can watch those now. It's about to change. We're about to upgrade, and I'll be posting updates about that starting in January.
2: No, that's awesome. I, I'll check that out for sure. I just want to get to the Salem thing. Now, this is the first time you did the Salem event.
1: Yep. We've always wanted to go to Salem, and I love Salem. But uh, this yeah, is the first yeah. year we went. Um, <laughs> I'll say something really cool about Salem. Uh, besides the fact that it was um, very closed down, we got to work with the Chamber of Commerce um, who hooked us up with all of the big museums including the Witch Museum, which is that iconic one. If you know anything about Salem, there's a big old church. I know everything in about of- Salem. <laughs> so you know the Witch Museum. You know that big old church with those red windows and everything. Oh, I know Marco- it well, yeah.
0: Marco's been haunting it since 1979. Yeah. yeah. Excellent, excellent. Sweet, sweet
1: people. And they care a lot about the history of, uh, of Salem and, and the people who were murdered by the government <laughs> during yeah. the witch trials. And I emphasize murdered by the government because that's what they did. <laughs> and they don't partner with people because they, they don't want to make you know light of what happened in Salem, Massachusetts in the 1600s. But they liked what we were doing and we took it with respect and they ended up being comfortable partnering with us. And that was a really cool wow.
2: feat. Wow. No, that's, that's excellent. No, I'm just curious if you plan on doing that again because I, I live in Salem practically. So oh, you should have been I'm there. i about it. Well, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know about it. Now I'm learning about this now. Next year, yes.
0: absolutely. When the, when the city's open, we, we'll all, we we'll all join you. <laughs> yeah, you have I to come. Love to.
1: We'd love to have you there. It was a lot of fun. We uh, we walked around. We, we walked into the Magic Tower and cut off the head of our tour guide and got a new tour guide in the middle of it and did another walk. That's and we were, we, if you're, Okay, so wait, you're from Peabody, aren't you?
2: Yes, yes. Yes.
1: Yes. I, I, I recognize, uh, your area code. Um, like right next to Salem. So on, Literally. gosh, I, I think it was September 27th. Were you at all in, in that area? Were you by, uh, cinema Salem? I know it's closed down, but. Uh, probably not. I'm not sure though. Maybe <laughs> we have footage having the announcement of our special guest of honor up on the marquee of cinema Salem. Um, okay. Rob- it says ShockFest 2020 Rob Zombie, and it was up there for at least two days. That's but awesome. it was there in the middle of Salem. It was amazing. The way we announced that Rob was going to be our guest of honor.
0: That's excellent. That's
2: awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, that's right. No, yeah, I would love just, you
2: guys to come back.
0: He's a Massachusetts native, too, so that would make sense doing it in that's Salem. That's right. So that, would, that would make sense. So we are going to ask you, like, obviously, I mean, you guys, are you're still – doing your festivals, you're still uh, you're doing five shows, like you said. So is this, uh, Hollywood, California, is this the last event for the year for you?
1: This is the last event for the year, that's exactly. correct. Uh, and we'll be releasing a few surprises about what to expect next year, and we'll be giving uh, awards. I was going to say, a yeah.
0: couple questions about next year, and, and again, how, how you're going to build and develop off of this, you know, the pandemic this year, but those are, those are surprises for next year.
1: We'll be making announcements on the show of uh, Shockfest, and if you guys are interested in coming on Friday, I don't know what you're up to. Friday, I'll get you guys some media passes. I'd love to have you join. Oh, we
0: would. Yeah, uh, we we'd love it.
1: Absolutely, it'll be fun. We've got Jonathan Lipnicki. We'll be doing Q and As with him. We'll be doing Q and As. Adrian Harris from Friday the Thirteenth, the first one. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> we will be inter- We have Richard Grieco, who is uh, from Twenty One Jump Street, Johnny Depp's co-star. Um, right. Got a bunch of other people on. Oh, D- Dennis Dunaway from Alice Cooper's original band. He's presenting a music video that he's nominated for. Uh, cold, cold often I'm you awesome. have an interview with him too and that, that'll be part of our show it,
0: it is and as far as like the history going just going back to the first shock fest well, I, I mean how did this start you know like what, what made them want to do something different
1: well the first my time at the time i was um, hosting black box theater uh you know Doing moving the theaters was run by a guy named Gil, a film teacher who wanted students' work. Way to do that, and he managed to start. And Mickey Rooney showed up, and it started blowing up in Hollywood, and. From then on, I mean, it grew and grew and grew until and Wes Craven was a guest. And then finally we bumped into each other. I became the host of ShockFest. And that was the year um, Clint Howard was there as well as James Gunn, uh, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And shortly after that, I murdered him, Gil, the festival director <laughs> and took over his festival and now it is mine. And I take ShockFest wherever I please at this point.
0: Yeah, we love it. I gotta say, I I love the characters. um, I I love the setup here on ShockFilmFest.com. We we recommend everybody just take a look at the website. You know, like Jeffrey McCobb has been saying, it's super interactive. Um, You know, get your tickets for the ShockFest spoof show. It looks like an exciting event. Um, and if you can make it live in person, I uh, highly recommend that you make it live uh, in Hollywood, California. So obviously with, with the pandemic, are you guys doing anything special, anything social distance wise or that, that people should be aware of to, to stay safe?
1: Well, that's the thing. Um, Los Angeles has become such a, a, a dumpster fire that we physically yeah. are not even allowed to have people over. It yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if you know about this, but there's essentially a stay-at-home order in Los Angeles. You're not allowed to congregate. You're not allowed to meet up. Or you're not allowed to go anywhere. So we actually had three venues locked in originally. We were going to be at Paramount Studios. Um, that closed down. They closed their doors, and not a, not their fault. They just physically couldn't open it. And then we had Raleigh Studios, which is the fir- the old one of the oldest studios in Hollywood. But it was also our original home. Shockfest has been screening to Raleigh countless times. But they closed, too. Uh, frustratingly enough, for them, they, they really wanted to host Shockfest again. Right. And then after that, we got the Magic Castle, of all things, who said, yo, we'll make this work. And unfortunately, they had to close their doors, too. So once again, it wasn't any of these venues' fault. I, I highly still recommend and love these people. And you know, maybe next year we'll be able to do- host uh, Paramount Studios again, their uh, Magic Castle. But for right now, the only way to come to Shockfest is to open the portal up into your own home. So you want to go to the website, there is a a black theater ticket right at the top of the website. Just click that, it'll take you to the checkout, to the page, and that is the platform. We will be there on December 11th, and if you get your ticket now, you can watch the pre-show, which is actually uh, an animated movie broken up into chapters uh, showcasing what ShockFest is, footage of all the live events we've been doing this year, and a couple cameos from celebrity guests who've been shouting us out all year, like Kane Hodder from Friday Nice. Elvira and all the John Lovitz, if you remember him, the comedian from Saturday Night Live.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of famous um, filmmakers, actors, um, and and other, you know, even musicians, it sounds like, that are a part of this. And what I really like is the fact that it's more of an interactive experience. Like you said, it's not just a film festival, you're offering so much more. Um, and I, and again, I, I'm excited to just ask you like about the future because I, I can see or envision you guys even becoming more of like a spooky world on top of, um, and, and having those, um, you know, you know, whether it's a hay wagon or just haunted houses. I, I mean, I can see you guys really going nuts with this, um, as you've probably done in the past and the future, once this pandemic is hopefully behind us. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys get to do for next year.
1: Shock is nothing but a black mirror. The world's already a spooky world. We just like pointing <laughs> it at you and see. That's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> it's true. At 20 point, you can't get worse than this. Maybe it can. I don't know. <laughs> Probably will. <laughs> Waiting for the comet to strike. <laughs> volcanic,
1: gla- volcanic molten <laughs> glass to rain down <laughs> on <of> our heads. <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: Oh, man. That would be great. So We, gotta, we, we always ask you know, our, uh, our guests, what's your favorite horror movie?
1: Ooh, God. That's, what's not my favorite horror movie? Um, do you want the fun answer or you want the real answer? Because I, I got
0: a lot of those. Um, you know what? Why not what, give us the real answer? We want, we want your, your favorite movie, your favorite horror of all time.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. I'm a couple hundred years old. I've been a fan of um, back in the 80s. I, I saw a film back in the late 80s. Uh, made by a, a, a filmmaker who was who only really made one movie, but he's famous in Hollywood for being special effects artist. His name is Stan Winston, and he made a film called Pumpkinhead. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. It's the only movie he ever really made, except for another one called A Gnome Named Norm, which never really made it to uh, theaters. Never heard of it. Yeah, uh, it was a friendly kids movie about a little gnome that that was never really finished um but Pumpkinhead is his only movie and it's probably one of my favorites um gosh i can go off about horror movies i mean mystics of bali is another one i've ever seen that one that's a that's a that's an acid trip for you <clears throat> um a young woman wants to learn the dark arts she's a journalist so she goes into the <laughs> into the woods of bali to to find an old witch who teaches her how to be a witch but then uses her body to Suck out fetuses from like uh, from unborn Ooh. unborn babies, and uh, she becomes one of those flying head vampires that you see in uh, <laughs> European in Asian uh, culture, with that where their uh, where their organs are dangling off their floating head. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Image, <laughs> well, but.
0: That is a good recommend. Yeah, I have not dug. Have you seen that?
1: No. What was the name of it again? Mystics of Bali. It's a public domain film on YouTube, and it's from the oh. 70s. And you have to watch Even it. Better. It's amazing.
0: Even better. It's
1: free. Go Someone. see it. It's it's hilarious too, by the way. The dubbing is some of the best dubbing. It, like you'll just laugh your ass off. It's so fun. <laughs> I think the, I think the old witch is is a guy doing. It's like some guy just doing a creepy old lady voice. It's hilarious. <laughs> you can
0: you can find it right under Elsa of the SS. Uh...
1: <laughs> it, it's like that, but I would dare say it's better than the She Wolf films of the SS. Oh, I, right. I love it. I love Elsa, but this yeah. is great. But Mystic Subali Bali is pretty ridiculous. It, it, it just gets worse too. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> Unfolds in the cr- insanity, and the more insanity.
0: Jeffrey, what do you what do you think of Wolf Cop?
1: What do I think of Wolf Cop? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome Wolf Cop. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't like Wolf Cop? It's like RoboCop, you know. It's like, it's like and, and I know we all know RoboCop, but like, it, really, yeah. go back in time in your brain. Imagine, pretend a world where there's no such thing as any of that shit. And I then know. a movie poster comes out, RoboCop. What the fuck is this? <laughs> that's not... Robot Cop? Oh, fuck that. That, that. That's what I got from a uh, Wolf Cop or Werewolf Cop. It's a good, good movie, really entertaining. Didn't take yeah. itself too seriously. Yeah, we're
2: I'm a we're we're big fans of the Wolf Cop here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of just like kind of horror comedies in general. You know, sometimes I love the gore. Sometimes I like a little bit of you know comedic aspect in it. You know, to kind of lighten the mood sometimes, but. A you, ever seen a,
1: you ever seen a Serbian film? That movie's hilarious. No. <laughs> okay, it's considered the worst movie ever made because it's just so gratuitous and graphic, but I feel like it goes so gratuitous it circles back around and becomes comedy. <laughs> I mean when you're when when you when you're in a death battle and you skull fuck a guy to death, I mean th- that's a joke. I mean, there's no way that's that's to be taken seriously. Literally with your penis in an eyeball. I mean, that's how he dies.
0: Doug's writing that one down. He's definitely going to be watching that. A Serbian film. A Serbian film. I got my COVID uh, quarantine
2: playlist going here.
0: (laughs) What did you do in quarantine? (laughs) Watch the movie where a guy gets (laughs) skull-fucked.
2: And
1: that's not it. That's like the tame shit that happens in that movie. That movie is like a... Yeah, that's rough. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) enjoy
2: go walk with them grandma and grandpa
1: it's the real faces of death let's say that no oh, wow <laughs> remember faces of death god that franchise is oh, yeah. awesome oh,
0: yeah great I'm franchise right. man we were i mean at least for me you know early 90s in a vhs store working illegally and i remember the faces of death uh, vhs boxes sitting out on the shelf
1: Exactly. They were those like obscure movies. They, they were like um like hidden treasure that you're not supposed to look at. Like, what is yeah. this? And they're sold as real horror, like real crime stuff. And of course most of it isn't, but um Doug,
0: Do you remember, Doug? We were told, Don't look at the horror section and make sure you don't go through the double doors. That's the adult section. Yeah, of course. That's uh that's that's where we're gonna be headed then. Thank you. <laughs> that's
1: yeah. Where else are you gonna go? Got it. <laughs>
2: and that yeah. And then a year later, it was like, all right, just don't go in the double doors. You're only like twelve, you know. Rent any horror
0: movie you want, though, including Faces of Death. Including Faces oh. of Death, but don't look past the yeah. double doors. That's the adult section. Yeah. You can watch murder <laughs>
1: and torture, but you can't watch ne- naked women. Otherwise, you're in- exactly <laughs> that's evil. <Yeah>. Like.
0: <laughs> a naked so body—that's horrible. So Jeffrey, the I, I think one thing, thing is door. I. I wanted to ask you, um, you know, specifically, how how do you guys pick your guests of honors? How do, you, how do you get in touch with your honorary guests? I mean, obviously, the honorary guests that you have, yeah, um, you know, they're big celebrities. And so how do you get in touch with these people? You know, I mean, is it just because of how popular Shockfest really is?
1: How, how, let me ask you something. How would you do it if you had to do it right now? If I hired you to be our, uh, our celebrity coordinator, what would be your first attempt at reaching out to somebody like that? I'd be curious to know.
0: I mean, that's a great question. I wouldn't even. I'd probably be trying to contact them through social media. I mean, that's the only way I could think of, or uh, unless you knew somebody that had a, a phone number for this for an individual that was uh, famous. I mean, we've been able to get artists on our podcast just by reaching out to them through Messenger, and somehow you either get a response or or you don't. You get ghosted. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so, See, what I like to do is I I I. Ju- I, I I started as a closet monster, so like I have a history of uh, hiding in closets and scaring the crap out of people. So I try to like find wherever they live, and I just wait for them to go to sleep, and then I, I jump out and they like, come to shock fest. And like, oh shit! Okay, just don't murder me. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> stalking,
0: just, stalking one on one. There you go.
1: Well, it, it's not traditional stalking. Stalking it takes like time. You got to like follow the person. You got to really get to know the person. It's like being a sniper. <clears throat> this is a, when, you, when you're when you live in the world of darkness and you're not a human and you have magic powers or perceivably magic powers. It's just kind of like very humdrum to just walk into somebody's closet. It's pretty natural.
0: <laughs> and that's a
2: normal
0: Tuesday night. Yes, a normal Tuesday night. So you were hiding in Rob Zombie's closet and just said uh, whispered sweet nothing into his ear. You, you must you must join us on Shockfest.
1: No, I jumped out of his closet loudly and the bastard shot me in the face. It was awful.
2: <laughs> Marco, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, man. I was listening the whole time, but my headphones busted. I, I had to go scour the house for new ones. Oh, sorry about that. Them. That
1: was my bad.
0: <laughs> Marco, I think... Did you have a couple questions? I know there are a couple things that you wanted to ask. You missed it. We talked about fucking uh, hiding in people's closets. Uh,
2: you know... No, I heard the whole thing. I heard the whole thing. I just, uh, no, I really wanted to know about Salem and he answered those questions. So that, that was like my main thing I wanted to get in. I could go off about Salem. We started at those witch muse- the Witch
1: Memorial. We made a whole little mini documentary featuring all the tours. I can tell you what the good tours and what the bad tours are if you want to know. Um, definitely check out the Witch Museum. That's the thing. The Hawthorne Hotel is really interesting. I don't know if you know about that place.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. it's got the
1: haunted room and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, I spent the night in that room. Nothing happened. <laughs> I am not surprised. Disappointing. (laughs) Disappointing. The Salem Marine Society actually owns the top floor of that building, and they've converted it into the inside of a ship's cabin uh, of a boat. And they meet there once a month, essentially to party and to find uh, charities to give away uh, lots and lots of money to, because they're a very rich organization. Uh, that building used to be the Parker Brothers building. That's where they made the original Ouija boards. And um, the community oh. decided they needed a hotel to uh, make, because people were using that space as a, as a freeway to, to Boston. So they decided to make a hotel in the center of town, and they commissioned, they, they worked with the, the Marine Society, who said, yes, you can tear this building down, but we need to have our club at the top of the building. So to this day, there's a room that technically the Hawthorne cannot, well, they can't access it, they just don't own it. And um, I, we got to go there. It was really cool. But it's, it's exclusive. It's, um, I got some footage of it, too. We, were gonna be, we showcased that in that
2: documentary we did. It was awesome. No, that, that's interesting. I had no idea that was the old Parker Brothers building. Because to, to me, the old Parker Brothers building's is, like, by the train station. Because I oh, guess that must have been the second one.
1: There's probably a few. But that was, uh, that was yeah. a, yes, it used to be right where the Hawthorne Hotel is. And then they, they tore it wow. down. And now it's the Hawthorne Hotel, right at the cent, end of Essex Street. Did Did you you get uh, to go to Hello Fatties and get some cookies? I did not, but I, I, God, what did I eat? Uh, I ate, uh, there's an Indian restaurant there that's really good. Yeah, it's
2: called uh, uh, Passage to India.
1: Passage to India, and then across the street from there is a wonderful breakfast place called the Ugly Mug Diner.
2: Yep, that place is excellent, yeah. Excellent. They make an
1: amazing crab cake BLT, but when I was there, they had no crab cakes, the bastards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, were you able to visit the Witchboard Museum while you were there? Was that open at that
1: time? Yes, it was. The Witchboard Museum was great. In fact, I uh, made some friends with uh, John Kozik, who is the treasurer of the Historical Talking Board Society. Um, he's right. the guy who runs that place, and he gave us a little tour of all the muse- all the board, the Witchboards, and it's fascinating because the Ouija board uh, is not just a board with numbers and letters on it. Um, there's variations of it that. I wish still existed like one that if you roll the planchette over it, it actually shoots sparks. Um, apparently it was such an expensive <laughs> machine that they only made a few of them. It, it it. they spent a lot of money on it and it actually ended up being um, a failure financially. And of course the, the man who invented it uh, got to connect with, I don't remember if it was a uh, John or somebody else who he got the board from because they actually have one of those in the museum. He looked at it and said, smiled and said, I hope I never see one of these again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's got an amazing collection there, though, from, you know, 18-whatever, early 1800s, say, to, like, you know, the more modern ones with Misfits and Sour and shit. He's got – he doesn't even have, like, a haunted one that's, like, wrapped up in caution tape with, like, a handwritten letter about, like, the history of it.
1: He does. It's hanging on the wall. You can look at it. It's almost a little too tall to touch, but you can look at it, absolutely.
2: Yeah, that place is pretty awesome. I definitely recommend if if you, Marco and Kev, you guys have never been there, right?
1: No, I have it No, no. It's, I it's live lo- here, so I
2: don't do anything. <laughs>
1: it, it's located in the building that is owned by the Histrionic Society, who owns the uh, one of the tours in the Harry Potter store. Uh, definitely check that out too. I, I'll give them a shout out. I love those. Yeah,
0: guys. yeah. The Harry Potter so that that place was cool. I forget the name of it, um, but I know they have one of the the Nimbuses. Why, Nots, the um, why, not,
1: why, you, why, why not? Why not? Why not? Yep, you're and right. It's the Salem Night Tour is the company that uh, that runs inside that building. Jeff, they're probably one of the better tours. Them and uh, Ghosts of Legends Walking Tour. Um, oh, my gosh, there's another one that I really like by uh, Dr. Vitka. I don't know if you know Dr. Vitka, but
2: uh, uh, Vampire yeah.
1: Voodoo and Witch Tour. Um, that sounds
2: great, specifically though. specifically
1: about the vampires of Salem that currently inhabit the town. Yes, there are vampires in Salem. It's a thing. Nice.
0: Makes Definitely. sense. Not surprised. Honestly, not surprised. Whenever whenever we get back to civilization, you should uh, come around for the food festival, too. The food truck festival, uh, they started up a couple years ago. It's, it's pretty awesome, man. It's like 20 trucks a day that you do or something ridiculous. So we did it for a couple years. I love food amazing. trucks. Yep, Before right across from the witch museum. <laughs> Right across from the Witch Museum, right there in uh, Salem Square. if They would do it, line them up, so it's always a good time. Always something going on in Salem, as Marco can probably tell you better than anybody, so. Oh, always.
2: yeah. When is, yeah. Your,
0: when is your documentary? When's the documentary on Salem coming out? I don't know if I missed that, if, if that's... Uh...
1: Oh, uh, we're, we're going to be releasing all that stuff next year. Uh, it was technically exactly. part of the show, so if you were tuning in to the Shockfest uh, Salem, Witch, uh, the Salem Witch Trials, yep. you watched it. Uh, but we're going to be releasing it all and alongside the uh, ShockFest Salem which Trials. is a big bulk package so you can experience the whole thing next year, 2021.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, I think with that said, man, um, we really appreciate having you on. Again, Jeffrey McCobb, festival director. Didn't fuck it up that time. Uh, make sure you guys go online, shockfilmfest.com. Take a look at the package that they have. It's online, virtual, on the 11th in Hollywood, California. And, um, yeah, we just want to thank you for being a special guest. Anything you want to say, Jeffrey?
1: Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, Check out the website. Tune in. Uh, The show's going to be this Friday. So if you want to get your ticket, now is the time. Check out our Facebook page, uh, uh, Shockfest Film Festival 2020. And we'll be watching. I'm always paying attention, and I like seeing new people. And, love to get to meet you so definitely tune in
0: yeah man anytime you want to do something or you want to promote something let us know we're in the chat we'd love to talk more with you and hey maybe even next year we could see you in salem that'd be great
2: i'm in sounds fun
0: all right stay out of my closet okay thanks i'd like to see no no promises no promises
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you're not poor enough to haunt kev <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're glad you guys are doing so well and you found some innovative ways to kind of keep it up and um you know uh keep involved in everything you know it's like you said with everything shutting down it's just it's good to hear you guys are uh you know cranking right along so
0: yep and i'm, I'm interested in the submissions and and taking a look at maybe some uh some films too that i've missed i mean you guys you guys have a great selection so uh, it, yeah, there's there's much to discover in horror which is alive and well, which is great
1: We got a lot of great movies, short films too surprisingly, uh, Joe Lujan's Billy uh, a film called The Altruist God, that movie's great, The Relic by J.M. Logan is like the thing with meets Lovecraft, it's amazing uh, Bad Candy's a feature film, it's a Halloween anthology, that one is, shoot, the special effects are awesome, you definitely check out Attack of the Unknown by Brandon Slagle in the halls All of that's going to be at Shockfest this Friday
2: I'm still here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not, where's, where's the rollout? Where's the rollout? I'm